Hello everyone, this is uh, Kalyan Karmakar here and thank you for joining me uh, in what in Mumbai is a nice and sunny uh, Sunday evening and uh, this is a part of my Foodocracy India series where I talk to you about uh, places from across the country where you get some really good food and it's part of uh, a series which I've created which like I said I call Foodocracy India. It's a play on the word democracy and the idea here is to talk about uh, some of our favorite restaurants, eateries, street food places, family-run joints, cafes, modern places uh, from uh, across the country and uh, the idea is to um, sort of give them a bit of a boost and leg up and uh, share positive stories from the world of food, uh, places which we like, places where we've enjoyed uh, the food, some of the places where we've had to stay away from off late because of the lockdown but India's getting back to normal and, and it's working its way and of course we have to be patient till it does and, and if we need to stay home we will stay home but, but we wish them all well. A lot of these places have come back now uh, already in terms of delivery uh, options and so on. Some of them can't, some of them are street food joints and, and, and uh, places but the important thing is to give them our support and that's the idea so use this hashtag uh, hashtag foodocracy india and and use your social media whether it's instagram uh, facebook twitter tiktok youtube whichever format you're comfortable with whether it's uh, writing the videos uh, photographs and, and just share the love about food this is not so much about uh, the best place to eat and so and so place or the best dishes to eat here or anything like that it's not about lists uh, it's it's not about the ultimate meal or, or anything like that. It's it's just about stories of good food, uh, happy food moments, and uh, and I say that this is a story of uh, the sort of places where India eats, and therefore it's foodocracy for India. I started this initially uh, on my blog, finallychopped.net, uh, and then I moved it to uh, Instagram, uh, and I I sort of do audio video podcasts uh, around that, and I'm doing this through Instagram Live uh, currently. And then I try to save them on IGTV and uh, Facebook and, and YouTube uh, also. And if possible on my podcast, Anchor, you know, wherever it works. I do everything by myself. I have no agency, no production company, whatever. So you might have my cat jumping out if he feels hungry on my phone sliding off. But if, if everything goes well and if I'm able to save uh, stuff, then I'll post it uh, later as well. Uh, if, if you're not able to watch it now or watch it uh, fully. Uh, the only other thing, uh, sort of rule is that uh, since I, I sort of treat this as a podcast while many of you are uh, joining in and sort of waving your hands and saying hi and hopefully will participate in the conversation I will not break the flow uh, and, and take in questions or answer at this point but I'll try to do that at the end of um, this podcast and there's a reason for that it's not that I'm being uh, rude but it's just that uh, when people watch this later or hear this later they might get a bit uh, confused but I'll definitely especially if you make uh, comments which are uh, pertinent to the issue try to address them at the end because when I put this later these comments uh, won't show well enough uh, of introduction and all of that this is my Nimbu Pani which I always have uh, at, at the end of uh, a nap uh, which is a good Sunday nap and and today I am going to take you to uh, Nashik and and that's really the last trip which I made uh, before the lockdown started and um, it was not my first trip to Nashik. Nashik's uh, in Maharashtra. It's, uh, it's about um, you know a four to eight hour journey from uh, Mumbai depending on the traffic conditions. They tell me it's three hours, four hours but it took me eight hours 
both ways in my latest uh, trip because we set off in the evening. So uh, time is rather fluid in India. And uh, well, I'd, I'd been there earlier. I'd been there uh, maybe seven, eight years back when I used to be in market research. And Mahindra Automotive was a client of mine. So I'd gone there twice to make presentations, but we'd not really spend too much time eating around. And this time I got an opportunity. I was invited by the TEDx uh, Serene Meadows team to give a TEDx talk over there on how food can bring people together. And I just, I mean, I mean, there were a lot of huge uh, achievers and people who've done really big uh, stuff who were there talking at uh, the TEDx. And here I was talking about my breakfast and, and how I share stories of food and how we connect and all of that. Um, not as serious as the sort of work which you're doing, but it was a happy occasion. And after that, the lockdown happened, so they have not been able to collate these videos, but that's fair enough. But uh, in that two-day trip, or less than two-day trip, I managed to get a bit of uh, the sense of the food, thanks to the TEDx uh, Serene Meadows team, people like Maithali, Nidhi, and then Vivek Raj. So these are all people, uh, part of the organizing uh, team. And Vivek Raj in particular is a, is a food lover, grown up in Nashik, studied in um, Mumbai, gone back to Nashik, where he uh, and his family uh, run a private uh, local FM channel and also a private bank, uh, cooperative bank out of Nasik. He's a food lover, so he'd been given the role of taking me around uh, or, or taking me to good places to eat and he did a stellar job. In fact, that's the way, best way to see a city or, or even experience an eatery is through the eyes and ears and possibly with the company of someone who loves it. And, and that's what really matters. It's not about what any food writer writes, blogger writes, what a book is there or what list is there or what uh, you know these, these rating sites say. If there's someone who says that they will guide you or take you to a place which they love and, and uh, allow you to have or, or treat you to or tell you what to eat over there, just go with them and, and go with the flow. Uh, whether it's life defining or not, I, I can't guarantee. But I, what I can guarantee is you will definitely have a good and happy time. And that's what we really need. Uh, a, a place which will leave us with a lot of happy memories and experience. And, and that's uh, what all these stories on Foodocracy India uh, is is all about. So um, normally I, I focus on the eatery when I do the uh, this sort of podcast series. But since uh, not too many people might know about Nashik over here, I, I don't, myself don't know much. But I'm going to share whatever little uh, I know uh, with you. So um, yeah. So, so Nashik, like I said, is a, a city in uh, Maharashtra and, and it's in a valley, you cross some hilly areas. It, it, was, uh, it is called the Temple Town and, and I, I believe there's some important temples uh, over there, Hindu temples. It's also then uh, called nowadays wine country in Maharashtra because most of the wine uh, vineyards are over there, uh, Sula and, and many more, a lot of small private players as well and, and they're very proud of that. So it's, it's a heady combination of religion and, and wine. Uh, the Roman god Bacchus or Bacchus would be uh, happy if someone can tell me how to uh, pronounce that. And uh, But when I went there, I saw that there was uh, some fabulous food uh, over there as well. Nashik is famous most for his misal um, or misal. Uh, and I've spoken about misal earlier when I was talking about Pune's uh, Shri Krishna misal in one of my last broadcasts. And, and also when I spoke about Prakash in uh, Mumbai. Well, uh, the people in Nashik claim that uh, their city is the missile capital of uh, Maharashtra. People in Kolhapur would uh, contend that. People in Pune would contend that. Uh, people in Mumbai are too busy sort of earning money to bother too much about that. But we get some pretty missile, good missile over there. 
and and uh, you know you can go and eat misal at any place at Nashik, and then there'll be ten people who will say that you should have gone somewhere else, and that's the sort of passion which the place uh, evokes. Vivek Raj took me to a place called uh, Tushar Misal, and and Misal in Nashik is more a morning place. So um, the folks at Tushar were kind enough to keep it open uh, for us till four o'clock, and and Vivek Raj has grown up having Misal over there, and it was very interesting. It was spicy. Uh, but but also there was a certain creaminess which which uh, came to the missal curry, the cut which they add uh, or the sample which they add separately. It's not creamy, you know. But, but you know, Chef Sifas joined in, um, and and you know, chefs would have a better term to it. But it was not a, you know, sometimes a missal can be like a clear um, a soup again, but you know, a clear gravy, whatever. But this had a slight texture to it, which I believe came from the use of uh, coconut. And and they use uh, mung beans and they put shave over there, not farsan. And I was told that in um, Nasik, it's always um, a fixture to give dahi with the misal. So it it made for a nice meal, and uh, and to hear the story of uh, Tushar misal. But this podcast is not about that. I uh, um, you know Vivek Raj also took me that evening before we went back for a gala at the TEDx Serin uh, um, meet. At a place called uh, Nayantara, which is uh, at Old Nashik in the market, so we actually took an Uber there because it's it's difficult to park, and and you get Sabudana Varas over there, and and is a family favorite. It's uh, I'm told in Nashik, it's in a big traditional shopping area, and you go to Nayantara, and you place your orders. So there's uh, Sabudana Vara, and and it's a lot flatter than what you get in Mumbai, and and uh, and and as much as the Sabudana Vara, I believe the coconut chutney which they give with it. Is equally priced, so you place your order, get coupons, get it on a plate, and 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 eat it over there, and along with the chutney, that was really nice. And uh, then at night, uh, I I sort of slipped out from the gala, soiree, wine, and all of that after I did the social and formal part of it, and uh, and I asked Vivek Raj, where can I go for dinner? So Vivek Raj, poor thing, uh, as as he was stuck being part of the organizing committee, he he told me where to go. So he said that. You know, apart from misal and and sabudana vada, uh, another big thing in the Nashik uh, food scene, and which is reasonably recent, like maybe a couple of decades old phenomena, uh, phenomena, is the mutton uh, or goat meat places which have come up, and specifically uh, a sort of uh, cuisine which is called Khandesh Khandeshi cuisine, which comes from the area. Uh, around uh, Nashik, the hilly areas, but but there have been a lot of restaurants which have come up uh, in Nashik um, in the last few years, uh, and which are very popular for this. One of the most popular places um, is is called um, uh, it, it was a name. I'm just referring to my blog to see the name. A lot of people uh, recommended that I go there. I I had only one dinner option, so I couldn't go there. But um, I, so I had to choose. So this place is called Diftia Butlia. If I, if I've got the pronunciation right, I think I haven't. But almost everyone who knows Nashik said that maybe I should have tried it out. And if I go back, and I'm sure I will, I will try it out. But um, what Vivek Raj told me is that there's a place called Renuka Khanawal, and and he said that it's a it's it's a, in a place called Canada Corner. Uh, hi Justin Trudeau, if you're if you're watching. <laughs> so it's a place called Canada Corner, College Road. In Nashik, in fact, that's where uh, Vivek Raj has grown up, and and uh, Tushar Misal is pretty close over there as well. So he said that he showed me the place when we went out in the evening, and there's a small alley and and a oldish house. And he said down that alley, uh, or Uthon, like we say in Bengali, 
uh, Chaukat is uh, where this Khanawal uh, is. He said he's a few years old but, and he said that look, it's, it's not really life-defining food but uh, it's food prepared by people from that home and it's really nice food. It's, it's the sort of food which uh, we can relate to. It sounded interesting to me and, and uh, while I'd heard of Khanawal before, uh, especially when I was writing, uh, working on the book Sindhu Durg, uh, in Mumbai uh, because uh, Sindhudurg is a Malwani restaurant and it's one of the first air-conditioned Malwani restaurant and I was told while doing that book that before that most of the Malwani places were Khanawals so, and I and I'd never um, experienced a Khanawal though I'd heard about it then so I thought I'll go and uh, experience it so I, I took a Uber from uh, this uh, club where we were staying and, and zipped down to uh, um, uh, Renuka Khanawal now, for guys who don't know what a Khanawal is, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, though my surname is Karmakar, I'm actually Bengali, so it's actually Kormokar, Kollan Kormokar, as Ushautap was reminding me recently in a chat with Tara Deshpande. Uh, so, uh, so I might get some of the Maharashtrian uh, pronunciations wrong, but I'll, I'll tell you uh, what it is. So, Khanawal basically is a very traditional eatery or, or inn sort of thing. So, it's, it's a sort of makeshift, small uh, place where uh, you know one or two items are cooked and normally uh, you know it's family run or one or two people who are uh, doing it and, and there are a few temporary tables which are placed over there and, and people go and eat simple local food and, and then uh, move on and in fact uh, in Mumbai before the Irani cafes came up in the mid 1800s mid 1800s those are the only eateries which are there in Mumbai the Khanawals and, and it's really the eatery, uh, Irani cafes which brought in the sit-down uh, dining uh, phenomenon. The, the clientele in the Khanawal is uh, largely still male, though there were people like Maithali uh, or, or uh, in the TEDx Sidin uh, committee who are from Nashik who said that they go to Renuka as well uh, with their families and on the first floor there's a family eating section. But uh, otherwise a lot of these Khanawals and, and see, traditionally they were meant for itinerant travellers, you know, because traditionally in places like Maharashtra and, uh, and so on, people didn't really eat outside of home. I'm talking of 1700s and 1800s, because eating outside of home was not the done thing to do among, say, the Hindu community or even the Muslim community and all that from what I understand. So only people who are travelling on work and who are not carrying their food, they were the ones who would need to eat and the carnivals uh, serviced them. One of the existing carnivals in uh, Mumbai is Panchampuriwala in, in CST, which is of course now a little eatery, but it's very, very fancy compared to the way it had started when it was just a shack with Mr. Pancham in the 1800s selling five puris a plate. But I digress. So it's, it's more a male uh, place. And, and, and an interesting fact which I learned in uh, Renuka from this gentleman who was a bit worried when I was taking photographs and he introduced himself as a policeman, I, I don't know, he seemed a bit uh, high, in high-spirited, yeah, but he said that um, a lot of the men who come to these Khanawals uh, come here to eat non-vegetarian food when it's not allowed uh, at home. And I've been told this about uh, the military restaurants in uh, Bangalore as well, that people who would not allowed to eat non-veg food in, at home would come to the military restaurants in Bangalore or the Khanawals uh, over here to eat it. No such problems in Bengal and Calcutta and the Pice Hotels. You eat non-veg at home and here, but Maharashtra, Bangalore, there are households where there are restrictions or certain days, periods where you're supposed to not have non-veg. So people would come to these Khanawals and eat non-veg. And that's when this gentleman got a bit wary when I was taking uh, you know, pictures overall. And he said that don't put these up because you know there are people eating here who might not have 
told the folks back home that they're eating non-veg and their daughters or kids might see it on Instagram and say, Papa, you are eating non-veg. So yeah, you, you should keep these things uh, in mind. Anyway, so um, I, I, you know, around 9, 9.30 p.m., I walked into uh, Renuka Khanawal and uh, you know, it's, there's a small gate and it's like this old-fashioned house, uh, sort of things which I've grown up uh, around in Calcutta in the 70s and 80s, uh, in the slightly suburban areas. So I, I, I removed the gate and I, and I walked in, uh, opened the gate. And the moment I walked in, like my eyes uh, lit up and, and I broke into a big smile. So there was, there was this nice uh, small passage and, and there were a few plastic tables and three, four chairs, uh, four chairs per table. And, and I saw people sitting and eating there. And like I said, largely uh, men. In fact, there were only men. Not alcohol place though. It's, it's just uh, men eating there. And um, some uh, college folks, some middle-aged folks, some people who looked like they worked in offices, some who looked like businessmen, blue collars, but they're all eating, happy, focusing on the food. Some seemed like they'd come together uh, to eat. Uh, some seemed like they were uh, solitary diners, but sharing a table like I was. Uh, this is before the social distancing era. And when I looked down the passage, uh, you know, at the end from where the house starts, and you know, it's no fancy villa or anything like that, like you see in these Italian uh, travel and living shows. It's just very basic, but but very clean, uh, like like almost any Maharashtrian restaurant I've been to is. So when you look down, then there were a couple of these uh, elderly Thais or eyes, uh, you know, uh, very, very elderly ladies, uh, Maharashtrian ladies wearing saris, almost bent over. And one was slicing uh, salad, which was kushimbir, uh, uh, so onion, cucumber, and then mixing it with a bit of dahi. And the other lady was patting out bhakris, which are uh, Maharashtrian rotis. And instead of using the rolling pin, they used their palms to flatten it out. And uh, and, and they were doing it. And, and then this one lady came and, and she was sort of putting the food or bhakris on some of the tables. And then I saw this gentleman walk in uh, from there who seemed like the owner. And, and he was going from table to table and, and taking the order. And I could hear people refer to him as Bapu. And, and you know, that's the thing about these uh, foodocracy India places, which I'm speaking about, that no matter how big or small they are, street food or, or established places, but these are always places where uh, the owner is like front of staff. So, so the owner really creates a relationship with customers and, 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 and stands for what the restaurant stands for, uh, represents what this restaurant stands for. And that is where the trust comes. And, and that's going to become so crucial, so critical in the post-COVID uh, period, the trust. And, and I think that all these sort of uh, individual-led uh, restaurants are going to have an advantage over there. So um, he came to my table and, and took my uh, order. And, and when I asked him, he introduced himself in, as Mr. Anil Getty. And he said that the place is about four years old. And, and he told me that everything is cooked in-house. We were speaking in Hindi. Uh, my broken Hindi and his broken Hindi because he's he's Maharashtrian. Uh, so, but but we communicated pretty well, and uh, and he said that um, everything is cooked in in house and the mutton is sourced uh, locally. So um, the menu was simple. It was largely uh, non-veg dominated. There was mutton, there were egg thalis, and there were chicken, and and uh, you could go for individual dishes and rotis, bhakris, or the thali. So I I decided since. I didn't know if I'd go, come back to a place like this or the, this one again. I went for the big daddy of it all, which is about 450 bucks or something, which was the mutton special thali. So, um, so he took our, my order and um, you know, came back in a little while 
and uh, put put the plate in front of me and uh, then uh, uh, I, I sort of gave him my phone and I said can you take a picture of me so uh, this very um, he's not very old I'll, I'll show you his picture but but he took the picture phone at me looked at me and said must a smile maro which means give a big smile and the thing is I was, I was damn tired because you know we had that eight hour drive the previous day I don't believe them if they say it takes you four hours to reach Nashik, at least not in the evening. Yeah. We woke up the next day and we were doing rehearsal after rehearsal after rehearsal. My God, these TEDx guys really plan out stuff. And someone like me, who's like a, you know, freestyle speaker, those rehearsals were, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever, but we are done with. And, and, then, and then in the evening, without resting, we went to eat, came back and I had to smile for the, for the soiree and these things. I was, I was like damn tired. Uh, over there, but when he said like "musta smile maro," let me show you. Uh, I'm, I'm just flipping the camera to show you my blog, finally chalk, and that is the "musta smile" uh, I had uh, managed to produce thanks to uh, Anil Geti, and and this is a menu card. Uh, the thali, as you can see, there's uh, mutton, uh, uh, chicken, and and that's about it. Um, I'm going to show you uh, the place also before I, I sort of explain my thali to you. So uh, this is the place, like I told you, you walk in and there's a veranda and that's Anil Geti, uh, Bapu. Like I said, it's not that he's very old or something like that, unless he's dyed his hair. But, but he had this like nice positive demeanor to him and, and most of the uh, sort of uh, people there seem to be regular and, and knew him. And, and this person to person interaction becomes so much more important at a time like this. And uh, okay, now, now there's a food, it's, it's a lot of food, okay. But, but what I decided was that I'll try to waste as little as possible. And I did eat 75% of this and I'm very proud of it. And, and the thing is that Khandeshi food is supposed to be spicy. Spicy as in chili hot. And I have a low tolerance level for uh, chilies. But I, I think I performed pretty creditably at the end of it. And, uh, and the fact that I didn't have to run to the loo uh, talks about the good quality of uh, meat use as well as spices. But let me tell you, uh, show you what all came with the mutton thali. So this was a zinga chutney, which was a dried shim chutney. And, and Bapu said that you have this with this, which is the bajra bhakri, crisp bhajra, bhajra, bhajra bhakri millet. Really nice. There was also atta chapatis with it um, and, and very soft chapatis, all done by the moshis inside. Uh, this is the green chili thecha. Uh, this was actually served on the table, but I put it on the thali to uh, make it look nice. Uh, this onion, you know, Nashik is onion country, like India's onions are produced over there. And look at that bright, fresh, sunny, cheerful uh, onions over there. This is the keema, uh, which came in it. Uh, this is the rasa. So most Maharashtrian thalis come with a rasa, which is a curry base. And, and that's normally made with, uh, with a, a gravy of uh, fish bones or meat bones, regardless of what it's made. So it's sort of a stock served on the side um, this is a mutton fry so that's a lot of food and and this is the koshambi remember i was telling you uh, which is like a raita so it had tomato uh, coriander uh, cucumber onion and a slightly sweetened dahi so this is what i had as dessert it is a bit cooling and and this is indrayani rice and and they make a special mention of it in uh, on the menu card so indrayani rice is a locally grown rice in maharashtra and, and I tried it, it was uh, soft, short-grained, slightly sticky, but uh, went very well with the spicy 
uh, curry. So, like you can see, it was uh, quite quite a bombastic thali, but it was uh, after all uh, the special mutton thali at um, at at uh, Renuka Khanawal. And and remember, I'd already eaten the misal at Tushar and and the sabudana vara at uh, Nayantara and also mango milk, uh, pineapple ice cream at another famous place over there. So I was quite full. And I was tired, but but when I saw that, and when when Anil Gethi Bapu told me to give a master smile, and I saw the thali and saw how glorious it was, I said, you know, this Bengali is going to make I'm I'm going to make Bengal proud, and I'm going to go for it, even if it looked like a lot of food, and even if it looked very red and very taunting, and I can't handle uh, chilies too much. Well, like I told you, I mean, uh, there were no adverse effects when I went back. Uh, I didn't have to spend the night in the loo. No acidity, no loose motions, nothing. So the chilies, masalas used were very, very good quality. A lot of it ground in house, and the mutton. My God, it is such, such excellent quality goat meat. I, I mean, also credit to the cooks because they were obviously a result of uh, slow cooking, but at the same time, it is, it is good quality uh, mutton. You know, and and each each uh, mutton dish was different. So the mutton fry. Had had a slight chewiness to it, and and uh, it was really about the meaty flavors coming out. There was a certain unctuous creaminess to the keema or minced meat, which I think came from the fact that it was roughly chopped and not finely minced, and had bits of fat in it, uh, which you won't normally get in the city. And uh, and 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 that went very well with the bajra roti and the ch- soft chapatis. And and uh, as my friend Diganta is saying, tultule mangsho, soft tender mangsho, uh, as 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 we say in uh, Bengali. And so what I did was I had the uh, the soft keema with the soft uh, roti, the chapati, the crisp bhakri I had with the uh, with the uh, mutton fry, and I also had it with the zinga chutney as Bapu uh, recommended, the dried shrimp chutney, and and it was a great combination. And and the Bengali in me said I should have mangsho bhat. So I took the mutton curry and had that with the soft Indiani rice, and and that also like Diganto was saying over here, so tultule, so tender, so 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 lovely, and and uh, and like I said, the spices were hot. It it made me perspire, and and I can't handle that much chili yet. Um, I I finished a lot large part of it, and and I would have the uh, koshimbi raita in between uh, to sort of cool me down, and um, while it was hot. It was not the sort of um, chili heat which which burnt your throat or hit your heart. It was good, honest food, and and I think that that was the last meal I had outside of Mumbai, apart from the paratha place we stopped on the way back from Nashik to the city uh, before the lockdown happened. And it was such a memorable meal. I, I think all of them which I which I had in Nashik were memorable, but the one at Renuka Khanawal was particularly memorable. Memorable, and which is why I thought I wanted to tell you about it because. I mean the entire experience. I mean I was there alone, uh, of course guided by Vivek Raj and, and who told me to go there. But you know I, I went there alone. But everything about uh, you know the people who are eating there, the vibe of it, the the thighs or the eyes, the, uh, the elderly Maharashtrian ladies uh, making the salads and the and the koshimbis and the bhakris uh, and the chapatis in one corner and and the smell of cooking inside and and the cl- overall cleanliness. And, and you know Bapu coming from table to table and taking orders and chatting with his customers, and and even the guy who sort of I think was a bit high and came and told me he was a policeman and not to take pictures because uh, they would be caught by their uh, kids 
as having non-veg outside and I didn't put uh, those pictures later but and and the, and the food it was such glorious food i mean we talk about local we talk about regional and we talk about uh, a lot of modern restaurants and a lot of modern chefs who are making regional food trendy again amongst us and i think they're doing a great job because uh, if it wasn't for them a lot of us would be having only uh, green curry and pizzas and i had uh, a fantastic pizza this afternoon from Caitlin's but the thing is that if you look around us whether it's the big cities like mumbai delhi uh, bengaluru kolkata and of course the the tier 2 ones like uh, nashik guwahati and everywhere or or even all the smaller places there lots and lots of regional food uh, around us in these restaurants and and really good stuff and 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 i'm in my like in the later half of my mid 40s and or okay the beginning of my later half of the mid 40s and i'm trying to discover uh, all of this catching up on lost time and i'm going to urge you like please please do that uh, go to the big restaurants go to the big chefs see what they're doing but but open your eyes open your eyes to what's around you it's it's a lot of, a lot of fabulous food and when you do and you discover them then talk about them and please hashtag uh, use the hashtag foodocracy india tag find each other if you want if you don't want there's no problem but just use foodocracy india so that we can always share this love so that's me that's all i had to say about uh, renuka khanawal uh, of nashik in this episode of uh, foodocracy india but uh, let me now uh, scroll down and 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 see some of the comments which have been coming from the start uh, because i'm doing this as a instagram live and and for people seeing this later you might not be able to see the uh, comments but if anyone has any experience of uh, sonia roy samson saying how have been i've been pretty good so uh, shastri singh hello so uh, uh, maharaja baby love suman's asking he's sleeping after waking us many times at night that little brat then is the menace of a cat <laughs> so uh, listen if if any of you have any comments about uh, renuka khanawal nashik food or or local small eateries please type them and i'll try to read them out my friend digonta is joining after a while and said hello and and he was also made the tultule mutton reference i'm quickly scrolling down because i don't want it to become too long uh, shashwati wants to have the thali right now digonta saying cooked <laughs> but but shashwati is also saying that this place reminds her of kanase's dhaba at satara where she had the autumn's uh, awesome uh, mutton thali supriya boss if you've got anything from your travels do tell us and and sandeep rao is saying definitely going to explore the way you are urging us to explore now listen i i mean uh, for me this is new stuff i'm a city slicker i must confess and it's i have not explored that much but but you guys uh, many of you here probably have explored much more than me so so please write about that please share about that and if you haven't started when you can and here's one more thing which i want to say if if say you feel that you don't get to travel that much and you you got a busy life and you live in a big city like uh, with our cat baby loaf now i don't know how much we're going to be able to travel in the new future because he's he's got so attached to us i'm going to show him to you uh, that i don't know how much we're going to be able to travel but there's a lot of good local food uh, around us there you are baby loaf what's your favorite local food joint uh, oh you're saying it comes out of a whiskers and royal canine bag you little naughty this thing ha huh, you want to sleep now after waking us up <laughs> So, so that's baby loaf, and um, it was lovely talking to all of you. Uh, thank you so much for joining in this Foodocracy uh, India episode, uh, where I was talking, uh, where I'm talking about like eateries uh, across India, where uh, we've had some really amazing happy meals, and, and I'm trying to focus on local food, 
our local eateries and and in this episode today i spoke to you about renuka khanawal in nashik in maharashtra and uh, if you have more such suggestions please uh, write in over here otherwise i'm going to end this broadcast soon and also do keep an eye open for my other series foodocracy for her where i speak about women entrepreneurs in the food and uh, beverage industry in india uh, i've in in the first episode i spoke to sheetal kakkar sorry not sheetal kakkar uh, sheetal kakkar is a gujarati home chef friend of mine uh, but this is pinky chandan dikshit in the first episode and and she runs uh, som restaurant in mumbai in in the second uh, episode i spoke to manzilat uh manzilat fatima who runs manzilats in kolkata in the third one i spoke to gayatri ayer uh, which was a couple of days back uh, she is a third generation uh, owner of the madrasi hotel uh, in jamshedpur it was set up by her grandfather but after that her grandmother and her mother really drove the business and now she is so i hope that you are uh, following that series as well foodocracy for her and this is foodocracy india and uh, pickle to pilaf is saying love the trivia i mean these trivias are what really live in our meals isn't it like a nice chat or or adda so you'll find them on my igtv on the finally chop on my facebook page uh, uh, finally chop by kalyan karmakar and if i'm lucky and if the video got saved then you'll also probably see it on my youtube channel uh, finally chop tv and uh, radio finally chopped which is uh, my podcast uh, series so thank you uh, goodbye thank you for joining this kalyan karmakar uh, signing from what is now not so sunny uh, but uh, a pleasant and dusky evening in uh, in in um, in bandra and someone saying that i should speak to doma wang from kolkata i know doma well uh, very well and and i do speak plan to speak to her i'm going to speak to about one person uh, a week and and you know get a spread of people from across uh, the country and and get their stories and and doma's story with blue poppy and now blue top poppy takali is really wonderful and and uh, harry harish murjani so lovely to see you uh, harish murjani uh, was uh, my wife's boss and uh, at fcb ulka the creative director whom she looks up to very much uh, her first boss and fcb ulka is where uh, i had met kanaz and and then he got married so so great to see you harry and and thank you everyone for joining uh, i'm going to post this later on igtv facebook and everywhere and i hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, foodocracy india Thank you and bye.